Girl Talk with Julia Nicole on KTRS. Welcome back to the Big 550 KTRS, the talk of St. Louis. I'm Julie Buck. Nicole Genovese is off this week, but we have one of our faves here. Well, two of them. From Smart Flyer Travel, Rob Merlin is here, and so is his son, Sawyer Merlin. How are you? I'm good. Today we decided, Rob, that we're going to rename the show the Sawyer Merlin Show uh, on the Big 550. And Rob is the local affiliate for Smart Flyer. He is an, an attorney also, so details are always a must with Rob Merlin. And you do such a great job. Tell us about Smart Flyer and what it is that you have to offer. So I've been doing this 13, 14 years now. Smart Flyer is the parent company, the host agency, the branding and marketing, but we're all independent. So big umbrella, a lot of small businesses. And we basically plan travel from beginning to end as much or as little as you want. Right. Hotels, air, transfers, tours, dining. It makes a huge difference um, for things to go smoothly, especially with traveling today. And do you recommend, Rob, and I always wanted to ask you, I don't know if I have asked you this, but in the past, do you recommend people get all the all the extra stuff, the TSA pre and, you know, any kind of other things that are offered? So the short answer is yes. Um, but no, a lot of people have TSA pre, so we now have clear, yes. which is the shorter line for the people with TSA. Anything that could minimize your check-in time, minimize your airport hassle, I think in this day and age is always a good thing. It's worth it. Except for greeters. Is, right, what, Sawyer? What is that, uh, Sawyer? So there's sometimes people that come to the airport or like come up to the plane and like get you through the lines, except they never do. Oh, they're there to, to that's their job? For celebrities. To take you through the, oh, really? Okay. Well, not just celebrities, but there is, you know, everything for a price. You, in theory, can skip the line. Oh. So we could have people meet you at the gate, get you through customs, get you to your next gate. Um, if getting from one part of the airport to the other is too challenging, we have this internal debate in our house as to whether or not it's worth it. I always say when it works and you need it, you're glad you did it. But sometimes you paid for it and you're like, why did I do it? Right. And you don't really know till you're in the situation, right, Sawyer? Because you might not have a long line. Yeah, you you just never know. You never know. I think I've had that maybe happen at Turks and Caicos where you buy the speed. The TCI. Yeah. There it's worth it because it's crazy. There's like one security line and, you know, masses of people trying to get through. But we had it in um, Thailand and we didn't need it. We had it in South Africa once and Sawyer was directing the guy because it was his first day. (laughs) So. So, okay, so what are your aspirations in life, Sawyer? You're 17. and I don't know. My what, life's undetermined. That's a great answer, actually. I think that you should keep all options open at this point, don't you? Yeah. I think that's good. And I know you've been all over the world. You're only 17, but you've been places that most adults have not been. And I think that because you have gotten to do that, it's made you more mature than some other kids that are 17 years old. Different perspective. Absolutely. I mean, seeing the world and like traveling is a unique experience. And like, if I, I would recommend to anyone to go out and go anywhere you can, not just the places that everyone's been. Because you learn something every single time, right? And you see, I mean, it just broadens your horizons. As cheesy as that may sound in some ways, it just really does let you know, I think, 
if you travel abroad, how lucky we are to live in the United States and um, and and then to see the perspective of other people around the world. Uh, and I'd love to know, Sawyer, what is your favorite vacation or trip that you've been on? Um, my favorite vacation is somewhere I haven't been before. Like I like going, I love London and I love England and I love going back there. But when I have the option to go somewhere I haven't been before, I always take that choice. See, I'm the opposite. I go to the same place over and over again because I know I love it. And it's just heaven on earth to me. I think that that's maybe a difference in age or just our, our level of being adventurous, right? I mean, it, and so what's on your bucket list that you haven't done, Sawyer? Um, probably Namibia seems really cool, like the deserts and like the sand dunes there. Um have you done the sand dune thing where you go in the buggy and all that stuff? No, I I haven't. I've oh, been yeah, I haven't. To, I've been to. I haven't really been to deserts. Atacama. Atacama, but I was very young, so couldn't really drive buggies. I was eight or no, I was probably about ten years old. So. Yeah. Well, good. So okay. So what else is on your bucket list? Um, more places in Asia. I haven't been to like Vietnam or any of Southeast Asia really. For any length of time, so I think going there would be really cool and unique. What about you, Rob? What are your some of your faves? I think my favorite place is Scotland. Ooh. I could go there over and over again. Um, is it people just kind of generally either go with more of an educational, informative trip versus like let's get the um, let's get the drink with the umbrella in it and put our feet up kind I of? I think thing. It, you know, there's no right or wrong answer. Every person is different, which is why every trip is different. Um, I would say for our family, with the exception of my daughter, we're not really sit around at the beach people. Right. We'd rather be. I like to look at the beach, but I can't sit sit in it for very long. And so last spring break, we were in Bhutan, which was a lot of hiking, a lot of every day. Where's Bhutan? In the Himalayas. It's like a kingdom situated in the mountains north of India between south of China. Wow. Okay. You know, so we were all loving it. My daughter was just like, why can't we go to a beach like normal people? Right. Go to Mexico and just sit there. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, we leave in a couple weeks for Indonesia, so that'll be interesting. Very interesting. Um, But I think travel is very personal, and it's your time, it's your money, it's who you're with. Mm-hmm. And so what makes one person happy is not going to be what makes another person happy. So that's why we customize everything. It's smart flyer. Yeah, that's uh, so true. You know, but I think for us, because my wife and I both work and with time being as limited, you know, anywhere we could go, the four of us or with our good friends as a family, it is going to be a good trip. So Sawyer's 17. How old is your daughter? 14. So, I mean, the clock starts to tick a little bit at these ages. I mean, I remember that feeling thinking, is this going to be the last time where I can get everybody in one place? You have to keep making it more alluring for them to come back and hang with you guys. I mean, the <laughs> trips he plans are so good. I know. That's so, it. Yeah. That's might so want to keep going with him. I, I would stick with Rob Merlin if I were you. I know Nicola and I do. And it's it's always a good thing because you always add in to the extra perks, which is nice Talk about that aspect of Smart Flyer. So like everything in life, travel is about relationships, the ones you make and the ones you have. So Smart Flyer as a company and me individually 
have spent a lot of time cultivating relationships with properties, with hotels, with consortia. So when you use us, I at least don't charge any fees other than plane tickets. So we are strictly value add. So if you look online and the price is $200, typically I'd be the same $200, but it's what else do I get you for that? And it's, you know, if you have a problem helping you cancel, it's... Of course. Coming up with the new destination or new place you might not have thought of. And, you know, my BFF, Nicole Genovese, likes to uh, change her plans around, uh, and it happens a lot. Is that with most clients? And and she says that you sleep with an AirPod in your ear and you answer the phone. I do sleep with AirPods. Yeah. I do answer the phone. Um, You know, people change their minds a lot, and sometimes for good reason, sometimes things come up. So we like to be as flexible as the clients. You know, I'm working on a trip right now for Christmas, and we're going to book something in Mexico, but we're sort of waiting for two or three hotels to literally open. So, yes, we're making reservations knowing we might move them. Okay. Which is absolutely fine. Okay. It's better to have it than to not have any options. What I always tell people is if you can afford a deposit, and not every hotel takes one, but assuming it does, and you can change your mind hold the room, hold the trip, because if pricing drops, we could always adjust it. But if rooms disappear, pricing goes up, we can't. This early in the year, you're already booking Christmas. I'm already booking stuff for 2025. You are. And people plan it and they stick to it for that long, huh? Depending on what the trip is, bucket list trips like Africa Africa. um, and cruises typically book out further. Because the African lodges are small, your choices are more limited. So if you want to get the lodges or places you want, you've got to book this early. Wow. Have you been to Africa? Yeah, I went to South Africa, which was pretty cool. And Botswana. Yeah, and Botswana, which Botswana was even cooler in a lot of ways. South Africa, like you go on the safari and you get to see all the animals, the elephants, the rhinos, the giraffes. And you're up close and personal with them. You, is it scary at all? It's not scary. It's really just cool. It's like you're not in a zoo. They're not caged animals. Yeah, they can you roam can free. remind yourself. I'm not yeah. at Bush Gardens. Or I don't even know if that exists anymore. But I'm not at the St. Louis Zoo. I mean, like, there's nobody that's going to come out and say, okay, step behind the rope. Yeah. You're and just then, there. He also last summer hiked Kilimanjaro. So oh, he's yeah. Been to oh, my Tanzania. That is crazy. Did do that. I know. My brother and Natalie, my niece, did that when she was sixteen. That's a heck of a heck of a hike, isn't it? It is. And um got hurt on the way down, so that was an even bigger adventure. Oh my gosh. But uh, but the way if you're gonna get hurt, I have to and I don't want you to be hurt ever, Sawyer, but I feel like that is the place to get hurt on the way down, I guess, or no. I mean, I would always advise to not get injured, but if you are, it's better once you've summited the mountain than on the way up. Right. What was the reason you did that? What got you through it? Um, I think just the allure of the top and the summiting was what got me through it. And the pictures, right? And the pictures. Social media? Um, yeah. It, <laughs> it's a big deal to be able to do that. How many thousands of feet is that? Um, I think it's 13,000 feet. 13,000 feet. Maybe a bit and higher. And then how many days does it take to climb up there? Um, it took six to get up and one to get down. Wow, so, man. That is an incredible for adventure. Anyone, for anyone who wants an adventure, I would 
absolutely do that. Were you with other people your age? Yeah, it was it was like this teen program. So they took our phones. So social media wasn't that big of a deal. Like we had a GoPro, but that was it. That was it. And then what, what do you think that taught you that you can get your head out of your phone? I think that's the goal. To yeah. Have us not be on our phones. But... Right. That's a good goal. He actually doesn't even have social media. That's even better. That's His so choice, good. not mine. Oh, that's how, amen, hallelujah to that, I think. Rob, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they go to find Smart Flyer and find Rob Merlin? So my cell phone is 314-922-6058. Um, my email is rmerlin, R-M-E-R-L-I-N, at smartflyer, S-M-A-R-T-F-L-Y-E-R.com, or you could just go to the web and Google, look up Smart Smart, Flyer. Smart Flyer. Okay, let's talk a little bit about spring break and what the options are. I mean, I feel like we're kind of at the end of it. and Options are narrowing. Narrowing, and then summer travel. Let's start with the spring. Options are narrowing for spring break. The biggest obstacle is flights and the pricing of flights. There are still some pretty decent hotel rates if in you Mexico, can get there. the Caribbean, if you can get there. I just looked for someone yesterday, and the hotel was fine, but it was 1400 a person to get there. Mm. Um, but that's, I think, what you're going to see as you start looking for flights. I went to North Carolina a week ago, and it was over 800 just to go on southwest to North Carolina. Um, so flights are, I think, are going to be the big thing. And the airlines are sort of changing a lot of their rules. American yesterday just announced their baggage fees are increasing and how you could earn miles is changing. Um, so it's getting to the end. But if you can get there, there's still space for skiing and, and hotels in, in warm places. Okay. Favorite spot you said was Scotland and you said? England. England. Love the UK. You know, in summer travel... Again, you're going to see as you start looking, the pricing is high. Um, You know, when people call me for Italy, my first question is, do you want to see water? Because if you want to see water, you're looking at $1,500 to $2,000 a night. Um, So it's really trying to work with people and their budgets to either redirect them or or find the best bang for your buck. But summer travel is going to be busier than last year. Really? Okay. Because I know that Italy is like a hot spot right now. Isn't Italy that funny? Italy is the hottest, the most expensive there is. My brother and his wife recently went to France, and they went to Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. And they Bordeaux is a great deal, actually. Is it? it Bordeaux is? is a phenomenal deal. There's um, Le Source de Cotelie, which is about 30 minutes outside of Bordeaux, one of my favorite hotels, 500-ish a night. And then Aubert's just opened what's now their flagship property that's begins at about the same in the countryside. And Ennismore just opened a, a beautiful hotel in Bordeaux proper. Um, and they were kind enough to donate to Coca for the auction that we're doing. Oh, good. Okay. Is that um, the big Coca Cabana? Yeah, we always have the folks from there on the show, and we talk about it. Okay, so my wife year. and I are the honorary co-chairs. You are. We co-chaired it in 2016. Talk about bearing the lead. And um, came the closest they ever came to raising a million. So they asked us to do it again. And I so bet they our did. Auction is phenomenal this year. Uh, oh, good. You want to talk about it? it? We have some things that have never been seen at auctions before, travel-wise. When I was there, I think the second time I went and Andy Cohen gave a trip to his show. I think they, they're doing that again. That's 
That happens a lot. He's yeah. very generous. But it went for like $16,000, like just to go and get mm. into the show. And luckily, my friend Valerie bought it and then months later invited me. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't think I can pay you $8,000. And she was like, no, 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 it's fine. Just two people. Yeah. You just pay for the flights and the hotel and we're in. So, yeah, and so I we, mean, like I work with Coke and I get the hotels for that donated now. Oh, that's fantastic. What a what a great organization. I love Coca and I know my kids, nieces and nephews, they've all um, done stuff at Coca over the years. It's just such a treasure to have in our community. And that comes up in April, I think? April 26th, I think. Is April 26th. Check out Coca. Go to their website for Coca Cabana because it's always a blast and over the top. Parties. They do a phenomenal so job. much fun. And if you want to bid on a trip to Bordeaux, why not have Coca benefit? Exactly. All right. Well, Sawyer Merlin, Rob Merlin, thank you so much. And Smart Flyer is where you go online to find Rob. It's probably the easiest way to Google him and find him to book the details. Travel is all about the details and taking the hassle out of it. And that's what Rob does. It's called Smart Flyer. Thank you guys so much for being here. I appreciate it. And we'll see you guys soon. Happy travels. Now back to Girl Talk with Julie and Nicole on KTRS. Welcome back to Girl Talk on the Big 550 KTRS, the talk of St. Louis. Well, I guess with the Super Bowl in Vegas and Valentine's Day, and now we're past that, headed into March. But there is a guy that we talked to, and I want to revisit this interview, where he does weddings for $14 in Las Vegas, and it's kind of all the rage these days. Going to the chapel, and we're gonna get married. Going to the chapel, and we're gonna get married. Heading out to the coast, heading out to Vegas, and people getting a quick wedding there by an Elvis impersonator. Uh, My dad did that. The last uh, wedding that he did? To the wife after my mom. They went to Vegas and got married. I don't think it was an Elvis impersonator, but they just went, whoosh, they were there and they did it and that was that. But it was more than $14. So this really caught our attention. It is the cute little wedding chapel and it's in Long Beach and the presiding officiant, owner, Big Cheese, Head honcho, Alan Katz, joins us on the broadcast. How are you, Alan? I'm fantastic. How are you doing? Good. I saw uh, We're cold your... here in Missouri, but I'm sure you're warm it's, out there. It's a beautiful day out here. Slightly cloudy, wind blowing through the palm trees. It's awesome. I saw in your resume that you have been named the best efficient in L.A., um, yes. And that's, I mean, that's pretty impressive. And because actually the, actually the U.S. I am an ordained minister. So you anybody could get a license, but to be the top dog, I mean, that's impressive. How long you have you know been what, at I've this? Worked, I've been doing this 20 years. Um, I never imagined that if you would have asked me 20 years ago, would I be the top dog in the wedding industry? I would have told you you were crazy. But 20 years ago, a friend had me do a ceremony, and everybody came up to me and goes, oh, my God, this is what you should be doing for a living. So I quit my job. I put my full force into it, and I became the GOAT. Wow, the GOAT, the greatest of all time when it comes to 
wedding officiants. Wedding officiating. So you're not a, a officially re- related or affiliated with any particular religion. You'll just, you don't get into that side of things. You're just more about having the ceremony. Yeah, you know, I look at my job as this way. I'm a, I'm a performer. Uh, people come to me and say, I want a wedding that has this element in it. So I write the script based on what they want. It can be religious. It can be non-religious. I can be Elvis, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I can do Star Wars weddings, whatever they want. How would that sound? Wait, wait, wait. We got a big Star Wars fan here on the show. <laughs> oh, God, it's, it's great. I, I wear the full Jedi outfit or I've worn the Darth Vader outfit. I can do dark side or or light side. I love it. I can't it. imagine in 20 years what's the strangest request. I think one of my favorites is she was she loved Star Wars. He loved Elvis. So I became Elvis Kenobi. Yeah. What? A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, she was your hunk of hunk of burning love. Let's go. Oh, my. So do you only <laughs> perform at your place in Long Beach, or will you travel if people want to hire I've traveled all over the world. I've traveled all over the world doing weddings because people want something different. You know, these days, people are tired of that old boring minister, do, do you take her to be your wife? And, and the Lord, blah, 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 blah. You know, that's for some people. Okay. An auctioneer. A lot of people these days don't want the same old boring wedding. They want something that tells their story. Covenant schmovenant. tells it. What's yeah, that? I said covenant schmovenant. I mean, some people <laughs> think of it as a covenant with God, but, you know, there's schmovenant? there's always, I'm just, schmovenant. I don't know. I just say. No, well, actually, that's why I have the company the way I do, because it's not just me. I have 37 officiants. Do you really? Oh, my gosh. Priests, rabbis, ministers, um, all sorts of languages. So any type of wedding that can be done in Southern California or pretty much anywhere in the world, we can do it. We can we can bring it and make it happen. While we were... Uh, I, I decided to offer this $14 special on Valentine's Day. It's our way of giving back. You see, Valentine's Day, everybody always jacks up the prices on everything. Things are three times expensive. It's Dinners true. are crowded. And you know what I'm saying? You know what? I've been really successful. So why not give back on the one day that is all about love, Valentine's Day? And that's why I've been offering this $14 special. All about love. Are you full hey, for fourteen dollars a wedding? We still have a couple of spaces open, and uh, but I'm sure those will, those will go fairly quick. But basically, right now we're every half hour from nine a.m. till six p.m. and we're just plugging in a few more in there. So before you were on, we were talking about a dilemma that Miss Julie finds herself in as her niece is getting married. And trying to pick the outfit and getting advice of you can't wear white, that's a no-no to someone else's wedding. You can't wear black, that means you don't approve. Um, She's having a hard time. So I would imagine with people that are serious and are going to lay out good cash, like 14 bucks, what (laughs) kind of outfits have you seen at the chapel? I've seen pretty much everything. I've had people come in their pajamas. I've had them come in couture gowns and everything in between. Um, I just married, just right before the phone, that's why I was a minute late calling, I just finished marrying two gentlemen. And they were both dressed in suits. So they were more on the dressier side, but still a casual thing just to swing in and and get the get the job done. Any celebrities over the years? Um, yes, I've married many celebrities. Um, unfortunately, a lot of them I have to sign NDAs. So I oh, they're not listening. The most famous, but the most famous couple that we did marry with recently 
um, we, uh, Britney Spears chose Great Officiants to do her wedding. Really? So the one that yes. just the, with Sam? Yes. Oh, how did she seem to you? I just need to know for a she, friend. She, she's a wonderful lady, and Sam was a wonderful gentleman. Oh. And they were both, they were both really nice to us and, and, and a pleasure to work with. So what does the average wedding clock in at? So at our chapel, if you come in during the week on a normal day, it would be 425 for just a couple and up to four guests. If they have up to 30 guests, then it would be 625. What about for the time marriage wise? license, the ceremony, and the certificate. So what about time-wise? How long would yeah. it take to get in and out? I'm going to hurry. In, uh, in and out in 30 minutes or less. We're better than Domino's Pizza. <laughs> you really are. This is such a fascinating profession it's just so funny to me that what i have to ask what did you do before you decided to do this full time um i was a male exotic dancer oh no, me just, too just, just kidding oh no, just kidding. okay I, uh, I mean who knows i was going along with it i, I thought go, okay yeah. you do you boo let's go <laughs> uh, i was in sales and marketing and um i'm a performer so i've always been a performer since i was a little kid i made my tv debut at the age of 16 on the gong show What'd you and, do on the uh, gong show? Do you really want to know? Yes. Yeah. I did a burping act on the gong show when I was 16 years old. And I got gonged every time. I got. I was on seven times. I was one of their favorites and got gonged every time. Did, did the woman, uh, what was her name with the blue lipstick? Uh, did she gong you? Guess what? Uh, no, but first, the first time it was Dionne Warwick, Ruth Buzzy, and Rip Taylor. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, some of my favorites, apps, apps, actually. Uh, you know what? Um, if, if you go on YouTube right now, uh, Alan Katz burping on the gong show is right here. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's <laughs> online. Kid, my friend. Yeah. yeah. Let's not air that. Though. No, hang on. <laughs> oh, it's the alphabet. Fantastic. And there's the gong. <laughs> nice job, Alan. Thank wow. you. Thank you. I, you know, I knew I had acumen for the stage uh, <laughs> after that show. And I try to make a living at doing that, but there's not much call for that talent in this world. Well, we've been a little silly today with this interview, but I, I want to know what is the most meaningful or the most sentimental wedding that you've ever been asked to perform? For me, I think it's the ones that take place in the hospital oh. where the person is terminal and and we're all gathered around and they're, you know they are of sound mind before I do this. And, you know, we, we do this. And one time when we did it, after the wedding, they cleared everybody out of the room and they gave him his final lethal dose and, and he passed. Um, those, those to me are the, are the ones that mean the most to me in the heart. Um, that's why I've dedicated my career, my life, to helping people who are, who are sick and in need. Uh, I work with this organization called Wish Upon a Wedding, where they give away free weddings to people who are you know, dealing with health consequences. And so I've been, I've done, you know, probably a dozen of those weddings where everybody just gets together and chips in and takes care of a couple who needs. That's those are the ones make that get feel good. Yeah. For Cute sure. Go to weddingchapel.com for more information. And Alan Katz with us, the man behind it all joining us on the program. Have you kept a count? How many have you done? Looks like around seven thousand. Wow! Wow! Yeah, 
Are you are you married? I am. Actually, I met my wife at a wedding. Um, she was the bride, and she came in to me for counseling, and we ended up hooking up. No, that's not the story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, wow. You keep taking what? us down these roads and then yeah, pulling the rug out from under yeah. us. You're so gullible. I'll get these hooks I know. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm a big prankster. No, actually, um, I wasn't supposed to do this wedding. Their minister canceled the day before the wedding. She wasn't supposed to be at the wedding. Uh, her best friend's boyfriend just broke up with her, so her girlfriend took her. I came and did the wedding. Our eyes met. We took a selfie together. We've never been apart. That's beautiful. And she works with me side by side. Every day. She's in the other office right now answering the phones while I'm doing this. So, uh, also, you know. The cool thing is I got her really good. I don't know if you saw in the bio, but I, uh, there's a new TV show out right now called The Prank Panel. And with Johnny Knoxville, and I prank her on Prank Panel. We're episode one on Hulu. And we set up a fake wedding for her where she ends up at the end of the wedding realizing that she just married a brother and sister. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Hilarity ensues. Things catch fire. You know, cakes explode. Did she lose her uh, cool? And in handcuffs. <laughs> Did she lose her cool? She lost her sh- shiznit. Yes, thank you. Okay. And we, we, she we, dropped we their her banjo. Favorite, their favorite prank on the whole show. And, uh, and, and we love the show. We love the people involved. Often the person that uh, conducts a ceremony whether it's a priest or it's a minister, usually they also will attend the uh, reception if it's immediately following the wedding. So have you gone along to some of these parties and name a favor to? Uh, you know, I really don't, because if I did, A, I'd be 300 pounds, but also I go from wedding to wedding, so usually when I finish one wedding, I'm on my way to the next. So it's like I usually after the ceremony's over, I wait for all the people to come up to me and go, "Oh my God, that was the most amazing wedding ever!" And I have to endure that for a while, and then I eat an appetizer, and then I leave for the next wedding. So we can follow you on Saturday. on Instagram or Facebook, Twitter, Threads, all that stuff. Yeah, everything is all the same. Everything is at Great Officiants, G R E A T O F F I C I A N T S. Alan Katz, and he delivers. So how about that? You got That's 14 it. bucks and you're in love? This might just be the spot <laughs> for you. It sounded weird, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Hey, Alan, thanks so much for the time. Thanks so much for being, letting me on the show, and uh, have an awesome day. Now back to Girl Talk with Julie and Nicole on KTRS. Welcome back to the Big 550. The big solar eclipse is coming our way in April. Doesn't come around very often. So we got to catch it. That's why we're talking to our friend from the planetarium to get the details on this so we don't miss out. We're going to talk about the upcoming event, April 8th. It is the solar eclipse. So we turn to the folks that know such things. St. Louis Planetarium and manager Will Snyder joins us on the show. Hi, Will. Hi, thanks for having me today. Is it me or are these happening more often now? Well, that's the cool thing about eclipses. We're lucky right now that just seven years after 2017, we get to see one. But, hey, after this, we won't see another for 21 years in the United States. How do you know that for sure? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that's the really cool thing about eclipses, that we can predict them. You know, if we couldn't, these could be terrifying events. The sun is disappearing from the sky or the moon in a lunar eclipse. But because we understand how the moon orbits the Earth and how we all work together in space, it allows us to look forward to these events years into the future. At least in Hollywood's telling of world history, I think there were occasions where they figured out when eclipses were coming. And maybe it was the Mayans who, you know, said it'll be dark throughout the lands in the next six days or whatever. It would be terrifying and if it would you happen. weren't expecting it. So they would think, wow, you're like Nostradamus. And I don't know if that's just something that Hollywood came up with or there really is an occurrence of an event like that. You know, you're absolutely right. You know, the cool thing about humans is predicting eclipses is nothing new. We've been able to do it for thousands of years, and especially in the early days of that, knowledge has always been power. You know, if you could predict something as surreal as a total solar eclipse, you know, it might just be math and science to us today, but in the past, that would have seemed supernatural. What about a total? I was going to say, what about a total eclipse of the heart? That's (laughs) terrifying. (laughs) It's terrifying. Those are harder to predict, I'll admit. Yes, they really are. Okay, so what do we expect on the day of, on April 8th, what is going to happen? Just plain old darkness? Darkness. Don't nobody panic? Everybody just take a deep breath and take it in? Marco. What time should we plan on festivities happening? Should we... Get snacks and beverages lined up. What, what do we do? <laughs> all great questions. And, you know, I say eclipses are like real estate. It's all about location, location, location. No matter where you are in Missouri, Illinois, you'll get to see a, at least a partial solar eclipse on April 8th. But for people that can travel or live in the path of totality, it's going to be that narrow band coming up from um, the, up Mexico through the Midwest, places like southern Missouri and Illinois. That's where you get that really once-in-a-lifetime experience of the total solar eclipse. So the most important thing is where you'll be on April 8th. Now, there's every year it comes up, or however often it is, that when the like the equinox happens, you can stand your broom up, and it'll stand up by itself, or an egg will stand on end. And later it's been proven that, well, you know, if you do it right, mm-hmm. you can do those things really anytime. <laughs> yeah, I is, fell for that. Is there anything that because of a solar eclipse you can only do at that moment in time besides bump into something because you didn't see it? So I would say nothing exactly like that, but experiencing a total solar eclipse really leads to a lot of surreal things. You know, the sky is growing dark in the middle of the day, certainly in a way unlike clouds or anything else can accomplish. And the fact that if in totality you can see stars, you can see planets in the middle of the daytime, you can have an almost 360-degree sunset around you and even have things like crickets and other animal behavior change in the middle of the day, a lot of that seems surreal, and you can't experience that any other time. Really? So the animals behave differently shortly before that, huh? Yeah, absolutely. If anyone remembers when the 2017 eclipse came through St. Louis, you know, that act of the sky growing dark in the middle of the daytime, it triggers a lot of those natural reactions for animals and insects that expect it to be you know, the beginning of nightfall, though clearly it's not. I'd pointed out that in the beginning of the, in the beginning of the show that all those things our parents told us really just to scare the hell out of us so we couldn't sleep at night. But one of them was don't stare uh, at the sun like during an eclipse or you lose your eyesight. And here we are, for me anyway, almost 
almost 60 years later, and it still holds true when none of the other stuff does. You're absolutely right, and I will say that it's always good advice never to look directly at the sun. The yeah. confusing thing for folks with eclipses is that's sort of what we're telling you to do. But, of course, we need to do it safely, and the only time you can look at the sun without solar glasses or safe viewing methods is if you travel to totality and get those couple minutes of that surreal experience. So are you going to have an event at the planetarium on April 8th and give out glasses and do all kinds of fun things? So the tough thing, April 8th is a Monday, so lots of people will be working, lots of people will be having you know, school and other things they have to do. So for us, we're really trying to get people ready ahead of time. Already we have a lot of great ways at the Science Center where you can learn about eclipses and get ready for April 8th. We have solar glasses here. And on the weekend leading up to the event, uh, we will have our SciFest Great Outdoors event on Saturday, April 6th. Free solar glasses will be available to people, as well as a lot of cool activities, both eclipse-related and otherwise, around the science center. Is there a difference between solar glasses and regular or polarized sunglasses? That is a great question, and there is a big difference. So even with sunglasses, no matter how dark they are, you never want to look directly at the sun with those. They're not blocking out all the harmful and UV rays from the sun, while solar glasses, or sometimes people call them eclipse glasses, those are designed specifically for looking at the sun. They block out all but one one hundred thousandth of one percent of the sun's light. So if you look through them, it's dark unless you're looking at the sun, and sunglasses just can't do that. Let's talk duration. I mean, can we plan a big party around this, or is it more like a Tyson fight where you go to the bathroom and come out, and 18 seconds later, the opponent's laying on the mat unconscious? It's a little bit of both, because if you stay locally in the area, the eclipse here in St. Louis will start right around 1242 time. It will end right around 317. So that's, you know, a relatively long period of time, about two and a half hours the whole eclipse will last. But to experience totality, if you travel to that path, that's something that at the most will only last about four minutes around the two o'clock hour. And where you are in that path determines whether you get totality for only a few seconds or if you get that full four minutes. So, again, location makes a huge difference. So we need to have a A carny show party, an eclipse party. Yeah, Yeah, like at the soda fountain or something like that. What time is it happening? Or up at the the 360, up at the 360 here at Westport. Absolutely, let's do it. Oh, it's waiting to happen. Let's just do it. I think it would be so cool. You want to sponsor it? Let's just get that out right now. (laughs) What's your ad budget? You want to to sponsor the whole thing? So you're saying 1245 is when it will begin. That's when it starts. Yeah, so here, 1242 locally is where the eclipse will start. Now, at that point, you're just getting the beginning of a partial eclipse. So the moon is starting to block out a little bit of the sun's light. Maximum eclipse is around 2 o'clock local time. So if you're in the local area, that will max out around 96, 99% of the sun's light blocked. But again, you want to travel to totality so you can get those few minutes where the moon completely covers the sun in the sky. So I read a few stories about view, suggested viewing areas. Mm-hmm. And they say St. Louis is pretty good, but over in southern Illinois, much better show. We're talking about, what, 80 miles, 100 miles Is it really going to look that different? It really will. And for us, you know, we're so close to the path of totality. We really stress that. If you have at all able, you really do want to go to totality because 99% of a partial eclipse sounds really great. You know, 99% of anything sounds awesome. But there is a giant difference between 
that 1% of the sun's light still shining and 100% blocked. So if you stay locally, you can't look directly at the sun with your eyes, even when that high percentage of light is blocked. You won't get any of the cool features of totality. So 80 miles makes a huge difference, and if anyone can't travel, they should. And not to make fun of anybody who's listening to the show, but someone asked, can they take a picture of it? And I think it's going to be dark. You won't you won't get anything. <laughs> well, and that's good advice, honestly, because I think, you know, at least for us, if you're taking the trip to see totality, just enjoy it. Don't be fumbling around yeah, with a camera or anything else. That's, you know, it's all about the experience. But if we're talking about cameras, just like a telescope or binoculars, we don't want to point those directly at the sun without some sort of solar filter. So if you are really set on getting pictures of the eclipse, you want to be careful about how you do that. Yeah, that's how we uh, watched my first wedding video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very you. dangerous. Thank you very much. Run down your event uh, that's happening on the 6th at the Science Center again. Yeah, so on the Saturday leading up to the eclipse, again, the eclipse is on Monday, April 8th. On the Saturday beforehand, April 6th, we'll have our SciFest Great Outdoors event here. It's a day-long event at the Science Center and Planetarium. This one, leading up to the eclipse, we'll have a lot of cool um, community organizations with activities, both eclipse and just outdoor-related. I know one thing they always like is they bring a lot of animals in. You've got cows, you've got goats, all sorts of cool things at the Science Center from all sorts of sciences outside, be it agriculture, be it aerospace. All sorts of great groups will be here, whether you're excited about the eclipse or just want to take in a fun event. Are you personally going to travel to see this? I certainly will. You know, a lot of things can happen in 21 years before 2045. So for some people, this might be your last chance. So we definitely want to travel to see it if we can. But I know the big enemy is, of course, the weather. So a lot will depend at the last minute if it's cloudy or not, where we'll go to. But we can only cross our fingers and hope there. I thought it was the devil. If it's overcast, can we get a refund? <laughs> well, a lot of people will just ask if we can move it, right? Yeah. We can reschedule it. Yeah, let's do it a different day. <laughs> uh, Will Snyder, planetarium manager uh, down in Forest Park, of course. Uh, and appreciate the And again, as Max said, we'll be getting to you. I just have one unrelated question. Well, That's, probably I have I lots. Those. But sure. I remember as a kid going to the planetarium on a field trip, and it was the best field trip ever. And they had, of course, I loved the food. It was space food that you could buy, the astronaut freeze-dried food. Do you still have that at the planetarium? Oh, good question, and we still do. People love yes. you know, the, free, the freeze-dried ice cream yes. and things. So, yep, that's still here. That's one of those staples that I think people love. I don't think Allison Walsh is going to sign off on that. Well, details. everything in moderation, Carney. Everything now, in moderation. Different childhood for me than it was for her. So... There was certain activities that went on before we would go to the planetarium and then lay on the stage part and stare up at the ceiling and absolutely freak out when Lazarium would hit as they play Dark Side of the Moon in its entirety. Oh, yep, and shameless plug, we still do laser shows. They'll be back in the summertime, and Pink Floyd, all those different groups are always still a good time. Really? Oh, I saw one probably about 10 years ago. They did, like, the music of U2, and it was very cool. Oh, I love those. I didn't know that was still going on. More great news. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. You made our day, Will. Thanks so much. (laughs) I'm glad to oblige. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks so much to all of our guests today, especially Rob and Sawyer Merlin of Smart Flyer Travel. You can find them online for all of your travel needs. Thanks for being with us today on Girl Talk on the Big 550 KTRS.